Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke to the crowd, saying, To what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I've been told that a vacation with me is seldom actually restful, as it turns out. I know that might come as a shock to some of you, but oftentimes the thing I hear upon returning from a vacation is, well, now I need a vacation from my vacation. And I think some of it is because I suffer from severe FOMO, the fear of missing out. I treat every vacation and every location like I will never return there again which means we should probably do that one last hike. Go check out that one last historical marker about 10 miles down the road. Maybe a quick stop at that museum or perhaps one more ghost tour before we take our leave. Because let's be honest here, what if I don't come back? I'm gonna miss out on all things. One of my greatest recurring nightmares is a vacation on a beach sitting still. I can think of nothing more torturous than that sort of existence. And I say this as I stand here between two trips. Last week, we were on vacation with family and friends and loved ones, five days with extended family and fun, and then two more days out with the camper, just us having a vacation from our vacation so that yesterday I had just enough time to go pick up a rental van, do all my laundry, do some grocery shopping, finish packing, get ready to go on a youth trip here in about an hour. This is the reality of summer for a pastor. This is the reality of a summer, especially a pastor with kids. And here I stand between two trips, which is seems really appropriate then, given the language of our gospel today, because in the season of Sabbath, in the summer of vacations, Jesus talks to us about finding rest. And this is what he says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And this is a really sort of popular thing for us to hear. We probably all heard this text at one point or another in our lives. And I think what I love the most about it 
is this text is predicated on a paradox. Come and find rest by taking up my burden, by putting on my yoke. I think that's a fascinating thing for us to wrestle with here today. Jesus is not offering freedom from work. Instead, Jesus is offering relief from onerous labor. Indeed, a break from feeling like we have to do it all, we have to earn it all, we have to achieve it all, and instead offering and saying, look, I've done this all for you. Come and rest in that reality and therein find a new kind of labor, the labor of the kingdom of God, a kingdom that the seeds were planted in the very beginning of time in the garden in Genesis. In fact, the cost for the first sin is the transition from tilling the land, living in the abundance of the garden and tilling that which it gives to toiling in the land by our own blood and sweat, earning every morsel of food that it is we are to eat now that we no longer have access to eat. Jesus today is offering us a return a return back from toiling back to tilling, to tilling the, the fertile fields of the kingdom of God. An opportunity to till all that it offers, the kingdom that's fruits that it bears are that of peace, love, and equality. And what I love about it is that the knowledge of this kingdom isn't given to the hardest workers. It's not given to, to the brightest stars. Instead, we're told that it's given to the infants, those most innocent, or perhaps better put, most naive among us. They, Jesus says, are the first ones to be called to share in this work. They are the first ones to glimpse this opportunity in a new reality. And this should come as no surprise. If we've been paying attention to Jesus' life, if we've been paying attention to Jesus' ministry, we would see that he begins by extending calls to those who are unqualified and unrighteous. That he then goes and gives power to those that are oppressed. That he offers to take upon himself the burdens of the yoke of injustice that defines so much of our reality in this world. Truth be told, my privilege as a, as a cis white man in his 30s has made it very hard for me to experience a lot of burden in my life. For the most part, I walk into a room and I'm assumed to belong. I'm assumed to have a place and dare I say, I'm assumed to have power by just physically being present. So when I hear about relieving ourselves of these burdens, particularly that of injustice, I really have to take a step back and reflect upon myself. And when I do, I realize that this call, though, is yet still for me, that I, too, have burdens that I need to set aside if I'm going to take seriously this work of taking up the yoke of Christ. And maybe it's not setting aside the burdens of injustice. Maybe it's setting aside the burden of certainty that I belong in all places, that I should have power at all times. 
Maybe it means I have to set aside the burden of self-righteousness, that I can earn what I deserve by just working hard enough. Maybe it means setting aside the burden of guilt, knowing that no matter how hard I try, it will never be enough. But because of Christ, we are more than enough. The kingdom of God is open to all people. The work of that kingdom is the work of all people. The yoke of Christ is a yoke for all people. It is a yoke of humility. Humility starts with repentance. It's a word that we throw around a lot. Repentance, turning one's life back to Christ admitting that maybe we can't earn for ourselves all that we need, that true freedom comes through Christ and Christ alone. And this is challenging, because here we are just a few days removed from the 4th of July, where we celebrated freedom within our country, where we are still blowing off fireworks in the neighborhood last night for some reason, you know? It's, it's one of those things, though, that we, we celebrate freedom in a country where we think to ourselves, well, if we just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps enough, we can be and achieve whatever we want. We can experience the fullness of paradise. While that might be true for some, it's not true for all people. Freedom, even in our own country, is not yet universal. The yoke of injustice is still a reality for a large cross-section of our population. This. This is why setting that yoke upon Christ is so important, why taking his yoke upon ourselves is so valuable. A yoke of gentleness, of learning to put the needs of others in front of ourselves. Just a little bit, we're going to load up into a 12-passenger van with 10 people and drive to the holy land that is known as Toledo, Ohio. A group of you is willing to set aside a week of their precious summer break, with stunning weather here, by the way, to go somewhere else because they've been called to serve in that place. It will be a week of work. We've signed waivers. We're gonna be going and marking storm drains for the community. We're gonna be engaging in, in a community garden project through one of the local Lutheran churches in the community. We are going to go and build the beds upon which your generous donations will adorn so that children in a community without will know what true rest looks like with. That is a spirit, that is a yoke of gentleness, a yoke of peace yoke of peace that seeks reconciliation with those who are burdened by oppression, seeking out the other that we may recognize God's divine image in all. Over the course of the next five days, our mission is peace, to share the yoke of peace with others, to put it upon ourselves that all may know Christ's love. In fact, we based our trip this year off of the text from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 that reads this. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. In fact, we went above and beyond this year and we had t-shirts made to make sure that everyone knew the Lord 
May the Lord be with you. Yes, we did a Star Wars theme this year. This is what happens when pastor gets to play youth director. So, as we stand here today and as we prepare to leave, we are taking a break from our daily lives to work and therein to experience holy rest in serving others. We will be tasked with carrying the burdens of others by listening to their stories, not seeking to fix their narratives, but to find even a brief place within it. We will be depending upon the hospitality of others as we seek to extend the radical and inclusive hospitality of Christ with all people that we encounter. I assure you, my friends in Christ, you will return physically exhausted, but spiritually fulfilled. Because holy rest is the most exhausting work that we share. And I would have it no other way. Thanks be to God. Amen.